Habits Radio Newsline report number 2335 with a release date of Friday, July 29th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. Russia announces its withdrawal from the ISS. Proposed new requirements in Brazil stir controversy. And in the UK, there will be a new fast track to a full license. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2335 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's first independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Wadsworth, Ohio, Stephen Kenford, N8WB. Our top story this week takes us to the International Space Station. We hear from Paul Brown, WD9GCO. The Russian space agency, Roscosmos, had announced that the nation's cosmonauts will no longer participate on any ISS flights after 2024. News of a possible broken partnership had observers questioning how the operation of the ISS would continue without Russia's participation. NASA officials said, however, that despite the July 26th announcement, the U.S. Space Agency had not yet received any formal declaration of intent from Russia. Cosmonauts have joined astronauts from many other nations as part of the team in orbit, conducting important research and making contacts through amateur radio on the International Space Station. The ISS was intended to stay operational until 2030. Roscosmos's new director general, Yuri Borisov, said that Russia hopes to focus now on establishing an orbiting station of its own. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. There's controversy in Brazil over proposed amateur regulations that include mandatory use of Logbook of the World for upgrades. That report comes to us from Jeremy Boot, G4NGH. In a move being opposed by Brazil's National Amateur Radio Society, use of the ARRL's Logbook of the World would become mandatory for any radio amateurs in that country who are seeking license upgrades, according to an online report. Brazil's National Amateur Radio Society, Liga de Amadores Brasileiros de Radio Missão, announced that the national regulator, Anatel, proposes that hams wishing to advance to a Class A or Class B licence from a Class C would be required to confirm QSOs, QSOs by using Logbook of the World. This proposal is designed as one component as an alternative being considered to replace the CW test. It's being called the experience test and it mandates that LOTW be used to document contacts that prove the upgrade applicant has sufficient experience to warrant the change in license class. Separately, applicants would also have to fulfil the experience requirement by showing participation in courses and radio-related activities. The proposed use of the free online QSO authentication service has drawn some controversy. In an online statement, Labre claims that its use would constitute outsourcing to a foreign entity because the service is provided by the American Radio Relay League. Labre also believes this proposed mandate puts applicants at a disadvantage if they do not engage in contesting or DXing. Anatel has been seeking written comments and plans to schedule a public hearing on the proposal. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. 
The National Radio Astronomy Observatory, part of the U.S. National Science Foundation, is launching a program in January that is designed to provide amateur radio training and education on the electromagnetic spectrum to members of the LGBTQIA Black, Indigenous, and People of Color communities. The two-year program, known as Exploring the Electromagnetic Spectrum, has received a grant of $315,123 from Amateur Radio Digital Communications to support its mission to serve of minority students who are underrepresented in the sciences. Students will be introduced to radio technology and will work towards their technician and general class amateur radio licenses. The observatory's director, Tony Beasley, released a statement saying, quote, Amateur radio continues to be incredibly important to the nation and global communications, and NRAO is excited to be working with the ARDC to bring a new generation and diverse communities to the field, end quote. A leader in the emergency preparedness in the Florida amateur radio community has become a silent key. With those details, here's Jim Dameron, N8TMW. The amateur community in West Central Florida lost one of its regional leaders recently. Ben Henley, KI4IGX, the former section emergency coordinator for the ARRL, became a silent key on the 20th of July. At the time of his death, Ben, who had congestive heart failure and ischemia, was awaiting a heart transplant. Though he made his living in the field of information technology, he was deeply involved in his various emergency management roles that had amateur radio at its core. Many of his initiatives stemmed from his work as emergency management coordinator with Highlands County Emergency Management. He's credited for helping grow a partnership between that office and Highlands County Aries. He also helped build a bridge between three ARRL Florida Section Aries programs and the state's EOC for emergency response. Ben was 52 years old. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Dameron, N8TMW. There's a new option to help with navigating roads in Norway, and it's being provided through Amateur Radio. Ed Durant, DD5LP, brings us that story. In Norway, motorists and others needing information about accidents, construction projects, and advisories on roads are now able to tap into a resource provided through Amateur Radio, the APRS map service operated by the Norwegian Radio Relay League. According to a report from the League, the Amateur Radio Map Service has integrated the data from the Norwegian Public Roads Administration into the APRS system. The messages are categorised according to levels of urgency, low, high and highest. League members are able to get a user account, enabling them to do limited editing of map layers in the system. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. There's a quicker way for hams in the UK to progress to the top-tier licence. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, explains. The wait is over. Amateur licensed candidates in the UK wishing to qualify immediately for a full licence will be able to take the faster track starting on the 1st of January. This major change, which is being called direct to full, has long been favoured within the amateur community, according to surveys by the RSGB and Essex Ham. The 75-question exam, which is in two parts, takes about two and a half hours to complete. It'll be available online, but it is not yet clear whether candidates may also sit for the test at a registered exam centre. The test does not contain any practical assessments. To clarify the process for candidates, Essex Hammers produced a video by Pete, M0PSX, 
explaining that the exam is most suitable for individuals who have a background in the RF field or some expertise in electronics and don't need the incremental steps through the two lower licence tiers. The syllabus for the director full is the same as for the traditional licence path. Anyone may take the exam, including holders of foundation and intermediate licences. The cost of the director full exam has not yet been announced. To view the Essex Ham video, find the link in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. In Australia, one club has added a focus group specialising on emergency response and fieldwork. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, has that report. The Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club is preparing for the launch of its special interest group that focuses on field operations and regional emergency support. The group will begin its activities when members meet on Friday, August 19th at the club hall in Bendigo, Victoria. According to an email from the club president, Neil, VK3ZVX, this is intended to be a group that plans, prepares and trains for inevitable crises. The first meeting will focus on show and tell, allowing members to share the equipment they've used in previous field operations, such as mills on the air, SOTA or parks activations. This includes any go kits, portable camping gear, solar panels and batteries. Neil stressed that perfection is not required. In fact, he writes in his email, quote, Even if it's only a half-baked idea, a half-built project or a pile of bits for one, bring it along and be prepared to explain it if need be, end quote. Neil said the point of the show and tell is to obtain the widest range of ideas and inspiration. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the WD8IIJ repeater of the Steubenville Wharton Amateur Radio Club on Fridays at 8 p.m. local time in the hometown of the late, great Dean Martin, Steubenville, Ohio. In Belgium, a group of hams will be taking their next QSO party to the air. Ed Durant, DD5LP, tells us what they've got planned. When is a QSO party more than just a QSO party? When it gets an extra lift from a hot air balloon. Operating on 2 metres, 2,500 feet above the Belgian province of East Flanders, it's a club-wide project overseen by Jürgen, ON8VC, Niels, ON3NSB, and Bernard, ON5MB, members of the radio club Zottingem, ON6. Said T. The launch for the flight, which will last about an hour and a half, is scheduled for August 10th at about 6pm local time. It is, of course, weather-dependent. Jürgen said there will be two pilot ground stations. Irvin, ON7XF, and Theo, ON4CLF, will handle logging for all stations worked. Dominique, ON3DDH, and Chris, ON6ME, will be documenting the event in photos by following the balloon by car. The QSL cards will feature many of the photos. Jürgen told Newsline in an email that the club has a QSO party each month on VHF, mostly with local stations operating on 145.550. The Hams decided a few months ago to try and incorporate a hot air balloon 
phone into the activity. Stations are expected to spot their contacts on dxsummit.fi, but amateurs outside the region of this very local event can still follow the action on APRS. Club manager Bernard ON5MB will run an APRS tracker that can be followed on APRS.fi. Jürgen said this QSO party is a kind of a test flight. He said there are already plans in the works to try this on HF in 2023. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. An amateur radio magazine published in Spain has announced a YL diploma contest that's going to be a worldwide event. Neil Rapp. WB9VPG brings us up to date. Every month, a Spanish magazine known as Selfamar Noticias transmits friendship, goodwill, and radio education, not over the amateur bands, but through the pages of its free publication. Created by Manel, EA3IAZ, and Juan Jose, EA3IEW, it has devoted itself to environmental issues and to celebrating the achievements of the youngest members of the amateur radio community. The magazine also supports Supports YLs deeply involved in the hobby. The August edition of the magazine shines the spotlight on those YLs by devoting one third of its articles to YLs and their accomplishments. The magazine is also sponsoring a YL diploma contest that runs from August 15th through to the 21st. Citizens Band stations and SWLs are also able to participate. Stations will also be using Echolink and the digital modes. Manel and Juan Jose told Newsline in an email that the event is open to operators in all countries. The diploma will be presented as a downloadable PDF. A link to additional details about the event can be found in the text version of this week's newscast at arnewsline.org. Although, since starting publishing two years ago, the magazine has been translated into several languages, including an accessible version for the disabled. The August edition will only be available in Spanish. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. One amateur club in the UK is providing hands-on learning to newcomers now that those lessons are no longer required by the license exam. Jeremy Boot, G4NGH, brings us the details. Although the practical exam is no longer a requirement for a foundation license in the UK, practical experience is still a vital part of getting started on the air. So members of the Sutton and Cheam Radio Society in Surrey are providing just that to newcomers with a hands-on session on the 11th of September. New license holders will learn how to adjust an aerial for various frequencies, make contacts on VHF and HF, and learn how to set up a station. They'll also get a chance to hear and learn more about Morse code. Many of these demonstrations were once elements in the formally mandated practical exam. The practical proficiency test requirement was removed so that online testing could take place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Practicals for the intermediate exam were eliminated the previous year. Those attending will be asked to pay a £10 fee, which is to cover use of the headquarters of the 7th Banstead Scouts. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. In the world of DX, be listening for Raji, CN8QR, using the special call 5E9QR from Marrakesh, Morocco, from August 16th through the 29th. Raji is marking Youth Day and the 59th birthday of King Mohammed VI. Be listening on various HF bands, QSL via CN8WW. 
Alan VK1AO will be on the air as 4W slash VK1AO from Dilly Timor Leste until August 4th while visiting family, and he plans to activate IOTA's OC-148, Timor Island and OC-232, Atoria Island, and a number of parks in the air locations. Be listening on various HF bands where he will be using CW, SSB, JS8, and FT8, QSL via EQSL, Clublog, or LOTW. Elvira IV3FSG will be active as 5R8LH from Madagascar AF-013 between August 1st and September 9th. Be listening on 80 to 10 meters where she will be using SSB, RIDI, and PSK31 in her spare time. QSL via IK2DUW direct by the Bureau Club Log or LOTW. Be listening for Bernard DL2GAC on the air July 30th through September 15th as H44MS on Guadalcanal Island, OC-047 in the Solomon Islands. Bernard will be on 80 to 6 meters using SSB and possibly FT8. He will also be active in the RSGB IOTA contest on July 30th and 31st. QSL via DL2GAC direct by the Bureau or via Club Log. We end this week's report with a story about an event that's not just a special event station, but a tribute to a father from his son, Randy Sly. W4XJ picks up the story from here. Herb Goodluck and 7HG grew up knowing that his father had served with the Marines during World War II. But that was all. Then in 1968, when the mission was declassified, he and his family first learned that John V. Goodluck was one of the famous Navajo code talkers who used their native language to craft a messaging system that defied decryption by the enemy. Herb gradually heard more and more stories of his father's efforts in the war's Pacific theater, enlarging his appreciation for their risks and contribution to winning the war. When his father died in 2000, Herb, who had earned his amateur radio license in 1996, wanted to do something special to honor him and preserve the legacy of all who had been a part of the Code Talkers. I was so proud of my father, he told Amateur Radio Newsline, and wanted to give him, and all of them, something in return. So in 2004, he reserved N7C, as the call sign for the first annual special event to take place around August 14th, which is Navajo Code Talkers Day. Eighteen years later, this devoted son still honors the legacy of his father and his fellow Code Talkers. This year's special event will run from August 10th through the 14th. You can contact the station using phone, CW, and FT8 on 40, 20, and 17 meters. Additional information can be found in the QRZ.com listing for November 7, Charlie. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Randy Sly, W4XJ. With thanks to the ARRL, Associated Press, B-A-R-E-C, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, Essex Ham, Jurgen O-N, 8VC, L-A-B-R-E, N-R-R-L, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, Radio Society of Great Britain, Reuters, Southgate Amateur Radio News, 
shortwaveradio.de, Space News, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Stephen Kinford, N8WB in Wadsworth, Ohio, saying 73. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022, all rights reserved.